Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Gene Pompa is on the show tonight, today. Uh, he's a really funny dude, fun to talk to. Got a little personal. Uh, he did, I didn't. I'm a closed book. But it was fun. Fun talk. He was a little late, so a little shorter than the other episodes, but that's not a bad thing, right? I have some tour dates coming up. January 20th, I'll be doing a crowd work show at... SF Sketchfest in San Francisco. January 21st and 22nd, I'll be at Riot Fest doing crowd work shows in Los Angeles. February 24th, I'll be at the Aggie Theater doing a regular show with jokes at Fort Coll- in Fort Collins, Colorado. February 25th, I'll be at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Toddberry Podcast shirts are available. Go to toddberry.com slash shirt. What else? I have a book coming out called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg. If you just go to uh, Amazon and look up my name, it'll be the only book, I bet. Unless I wrote a book and forgot about it. But uh, it's possible. It's possible. And uh, what else is there? Feralaudio.com. Go there. They have this podcast, a bunch of other podcasts. And they have a link there, Support Our Artists, where you can click on that. And it goes to an Amazon page where you can buy my book or whatever you're going to buy and uh, a portion of your sale will uh, purchase, excuse me, will go to the podcasters. It's a way of giving a little to the podcasters without saying I'm giving you a bunch of money. I think you get it. Anyway, I think that covers it. Here's Gene Pumper. Okay, yeah, we're doing it now, Gene. And we're back. This is Gene Pompa. See, I feel like when I just called you because you were so late that I, um, I guess I never pronounced your name Pompa, but I, I will from now on. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's fanatic. You know what fanatic means, right? I do know what fanatic. You photograph well. <laughs> <laughs> well it, uh, it's it's Pompa. It's so simple, but people always pronounce it Pompa. I, I, even, I even pronounced it Pompa for a long time. Why? Because um... I start. I, I got tired of fighting it. You know, when you're a little kid, you you keep track of your name. So when the teacher would say Pompa, I'd say no, it's Pompa. And then as I got older, you know, when you're like ten and eleven, you just you don't want to be singled out. You just want it, and so just pomp. I go, oh, sure. Really? Yeah. See, whenever someone tells me that, I always go, no, I want to say it the way you want me to say it. It's on me to learn that it's pompa. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, It's not that hard. I won't have it's to be told twice, man. You know? No, that's a, that's a quick fix. You're very different than the old Todd I used to know. What's uh, that? From the comic strip uh, back in the uh, Is that where we met? 90s and decade 2000. Yeah. 
Why would I have said your name differently? Back you were very aggressive and kind of aggro. I don't know if you were into uh, the <laughs> mixed martial arts at the time or was, onto yeah. a phase. I was. I still am. I'm and so you were very aggro. And, and I'd say, hey, uh, you know, it's Gene Pompa. And go, yeah, 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 Pampa. I'll say what I want. <laughs> Gene's just making stuff up for... Uh... And then we watched you one night, uh, <laughs> me and Mark Marin, we watched you... Uh, Work the crowd and not do very much material, which was cool because then you did that uh, uh, album yeah. where you did uh, special thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, but the comic strip was sort of uh, my home base. I wasn't as acclimated as some of you guys, uh -huh. so I would do the comic strip, uh, stand up New York, and uh, once in a while the, the cellar. Did you live here? Yeah, I would live here off and on, like uh, during the '90s, until my uh, uh, girlfriend trapped me by making me fuck her and get her pregnant. <laughs> she trapped you. Yeah, she made you fuck her. Well, she came over and oh. acted like it was just you know we're just gonna have a rendezvous. Uh huh. But she wanted to have a baby. Are you? Oh, so this is a serious thing you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm here in New York. So that baby's not 21. <laughs> So she, I mean, since you're, you open, yeah, yeah. usually I don't get this personal, but this yeah. is kind of interesting. So she. We she, we had broken up the couple, you know, you just sometimes, so a couple months after we broke up, she stalked me and came by the pad one night, acted like she was just casually coming by. But in fact, she'd been sitting in her car for a couple hours and she looked great. So started making out with her and then we had sex and then uh, uh, we did it again the following weekend. And then after that, I was like, you know what? This is not good. I, I don't have anything f to promise her. I have nothing for her, you know? And so I said, uh, I don't think we should uh, do that anymore. Um, I, I just think we're going down a bad path, and, and I have nothing really um, to give you, and I might be moving to New York. And then she said, fuck you. I thought, all right, you know, it worked out. You know, it worked out all right. <laughs> we're both on the same page. I don't want to see you. You seem like you don't want to see me now. Yeah, it seemed you know, kind of nice and cut to the chase. So then... And then, uh, so subsequently, I was on a gig in Vegas, and uh, the the friend I was with, she uh, answers the phone in the room, and she said, it's a, a, a girl. She says she's your girlfriend. She goes, I thought you didn't have a girlfriend. I, I don't have a girlfriend. So then uh, I get the call, and I, and I say, what's going on? She says, oh, when you get back in town, we have to talk. And and so I was like, oh, all right, you know, everything else okay? She said, yeah. So I got, we, I got back in town. She comes over, and you know how some men are, right? We don't learn. She comes over. She looks great. I start making out with her again. Yeah. And then I say, so what? What? Anyways, what, what was it that you wanted to talk about? And she goes, well, what do you think I wanted to talk about? I said, I don't know. Like, you know, we're both busy, and we can just fuck when it's convenient for me. Right? <laughs> she said, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then it hit me like, like a ton of bricks. I don't even know why I didn't think about that part, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, – I guess because when you're 30, you don't think you're going to get someone pregnant. You think you're going to do that when you're 17 by accident. Right. So, and then I said, all right, well, you know, um, whatever you decide is fine. I said, I won't get married just for that reason, but uh, whatever you decide is fine. She said, well, I want to keep it. And I said, well, I guess the best we can hope for is a, a stillborn. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I didn't say yeah. that. <laughs> I said, that's fine. I like that you're peppering this heavy, heavy story with, well, I've added stuff with inappropriate jokes. Years. Right. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, so now, and then we got married. Oh, you did get married? We got married, yeah. We got, right now we're separated, but we got married 12 years ago. Uh, yeah, 12 or 13 years Why ago. Why did you get married? 
if you guys you know, were like, you didn't I want felt, to be together. Well, we got back together after. I saw. I went to Lamaze with her. Uh-huh. And then I saw the baby come out of her uh, uh, squack canal. <laughs> and I said, you guys should move in with me. You know, let's try to work this out. So right. it worked out for a couple of years. Then we split up for a little bit. Then got back together. And then when we got back together a second time, I think um, my daughter was like eight or nine. And I just felt like, you know what? You made your point. You're not going to get married just because of that. But, you you know, you owe it to your daughter. You got to be a little less selfish and not make it about you, you know, and your uh, base, your personal constitution, which is bogus anyways. And so we got married, and, and it was lovely for a while, and then I moved out again about a, a year and a half ago. <laughs> so you guys have been on again and off again like five or six times? Probably four, yeah, probably four or five times. You know, that over over the course of uh, uh, almost 22 years. Yeah, she turned 20, uh, my, our daughter turned 21 on uh, this last Tuesday. Huh. Yeah, now she's a junior in college. Wow. Yeah, so it's good. I mean, her mom's wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but you just you just run out of gas sometimes, and so we took a we're taking a break. Oh man, that's a bummer. No, but I get to get all kinds of sweet, sweet <laughs> Times Square tail while I'm here. Well, are you here just uh, showing your daughter New York? I came in to showcase for uh, the talent coordinator, also from Late Show with uh, Colbert. Oh, so I came in uh, a few days early to run some sets and then uh, to show her a set. Uh, and then uh, Bianca wanted to go uh, to uh, SNL taping, uh-huh. and so uh, a good a mutual friend of ours who will remain nameless. Okay, uh, I ran into him in front of the improv, and I didn't know what to do because I only knew one writer. The improv, there. oh, in LA, okay. yeah, in LA, and I didn't know if the guy was even still worked there for sure because yeah. he had this other big monster project happening. Um, but then uh, the I got an email the next day, and uh, the the comic we both know he totally had hooked it up. Really? He's a good man, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, he really, he styled it. I mean, that was huge because my, uh, my daughter really wanted to Were go to SNL taping. Or, uh... Well, he, he actually asked me if I wanted to dress rehearsal or the other. And I said, well, no, I just regular taping, I guess. I had been to the dress rehearsals before by myself as a comic. You get to see more of sketches. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of fun, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much like seeing the show except that you know it's not being aired. So it loses that. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I like being behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah, like I mean, you do get to see cool. and go, hey, there was a sketch they didn't, that I know about a sketch. That yeah, they, and so, I'll tell you why, because it so was... So you went to, yeah. who was the host? Uh, it's going to be Casey Affleck. It's it's this uh, Saturday. Oh. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I can't keep track of some of these uh, new artists, right? Although uh-huh. I guess this guy's not really that new of an artist anymore, but uh, Chance the Rapper, he's the uh, musical guest. And then I told my daughter it was Tyler the Creator because it's it sounded like they both had a V in their name. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is she excited? Oh yeah, yeah, man, she's stoked. She's so right. you got she's that's a good excited. hookup, man. Yeah, and then uh, my good friend uh, Brian, who's who's the writer there, uh, he offered to show her around backstage after the taping. So she's oh, really, okay. I know she's who you're really talking happy. about. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so I don't she... know why we're being secretive about a guy who did something nice, but yeah, no, no, not him. The other guy, the comic that did something nice, who's a very high profile guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so I don't want to. Um. Wow, that is. I think that's the last thing he wants to be inundated with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that is the worst. Uh... Hey, can you hook me up with a couple? Of... <laughs> it's like when I direct message Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton tickets. And and people do hit you up, right? Because you were you were a uh, first AD. <laughs> What's that? Hamilton tickets. Uh, my wife is a, a VP for uh, CBS International, right? Uh huh. Even with her connections, I'm not saying that to impress, but she's but she's a decent yeah. executive, you know. Even with the connects to CBS, the 
least expensive ticket was 750 mm -hmm. and that was considered like a bargain which i didn't know but i said forget it you know yeah we're already paid to fly to new york for for our daughter and stuff and i wrote to him he did not write back but i also completely understand why he didn't write back but i did write it in the most uh because he follows me on twitter oh, I, I think really? I, I think i worked with him when he was in this um sort of rap hip-hop oh wow thing. like someone reminded me oh you know he oh. was in that thing you did with that that group years ago I was like, oh okay he seems to have uh, moved no, on. He's, no, he's, he's a huge better. maestro, right? But, uh, groundbreaking. But I wrote this this dragon was like, this is probably your least favorite email, and you know, just or it's something. And then you know, I didn't. I wait. Told were, you, again. were you asking him to hook you up with a, a not a freebies? It was just like yeah, house just seats. A, yeah, 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 like a decent yeah. Decent. But I, I still was never like even through my agents, uh, they were like, oh yeah, we can we I think we can do this, and then they took my credit card number. Uh. <laughs> then they wrote back to oh, yeah, um, and I just wanted one ticket. Oh, you see, we were just going to check it out solo. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'll do that. No, I do that. I do that a lot. I, I, I do that with stand-up. I enjoy watching stand-up still. I'm still a fan, even after, like, you know, 26 years. Whatever really? Do you go pay to see comics? Um, I won't pay. Yeah, that's a Usually, weird, right? I won't pay, because that feels weird. But uh, I'll kick back in the back for an hour. Uh, and, and, and you know what happens? It elevates, it elevates my spirit. I forget. Like, there's a, a big group coming up. You know, forget the YouTubers. You know, they're 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 annoying and they suck and they're terrible people. Uh -huh. I'm a YouTuber, but uh, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I'm saying that the getovers that sort of did the Vine thing for a uh -huh. minute and some of them uh, personalities that weren't actually creative. But uh, I'll send them back. And there's a younger generation right now doing great uh, stand-up work. I think in, in different. I mean, I like. Uh, well, he's on Broadway now, but John uh, Mulaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few guys like of that caliber. Right. That, you know that are consistent and you'll watch them yeah and they're and and younger which you know i'm like they're not going to come up with a new angle and then sure enough you know they have something unique and funny yeah i guess you're right not like us not like not us. us you know pioneers we're also. pioneers where did so we met at the we met in new york huh who did i, I guess yeah, we, i guess we through marin right uh yeah and we were angling a little bit and maybe dave becky and we were angling a little bit at the time to work on conan uh, I mean, we were doing stand-up segments uh, for Conan, but we were both yeah, trying to, to, to become writers. Yeah, I tried right? to get a writing job there a few times, I think. And, uh, yeah, it didn't. I sold some monologue jokes independently to them, but I never got a staff but, job. But you were interested. And so you uh, did you lose interest in having a staff job like later on? It doesn't seem like you uh, I pursued just kind that. Of, uh, I was kind of... Part of it is just the laziness of putting a packet together. Right. Like, oh, man, just give me the job. Yeah. <laughs> yes, which exactly. Is, you know, which is like what do you know this nonsense I'm, I'm for? I'm a professional funny person. So, you know, <laughs> clearly it's, it's what's on my mind as far as what I write. Hand me the job. But at the same time, you know, you gotta, they got to see that. So it's that's – I pursued a few – I guess I, I did some VMA, like uh, MTV jobs, right? Okay. But – I didn't want to be like... But you didn't want to be on get, no, uh, staff at SNL be, or something like that? No, I didn't want to be... Because some of those people, and they, they just go down that... I mean, it's a good track to go down because it's steady money. It's good money. It's yeah. all the insurance and all that. But I also... They you need, can go up another notch. All of a sudden, you're a producer. You know, yeah. Like but then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, yeah, I do stand-up once a month now. Okay. Well, that's not a way to... I mean, if that you're fine with that, that's fine, but... You've kind of resigned yourself to the fact that you're going to pursue writing and going to the next level in writing yeah. as opposed a commercial writing as opposed to uh, stand-up. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, with Conan, it's one thing, but, like, I wouldn't want, like, a job where I'm writing on some TV show and they're, like, and it's bad. What if it's a really good show, like, 
Like Veep or something? Reba. <laughs> I've never seen Reba. I feel like you're not being serious, but uh, no offense. No, Reba's good. No offense, it's Reba. A, <laughs> it's actually, my daughter watches that thing religiously. And I know this is like common now. I still haven't acclimated to watching TV shows at a different time than they air. Like I watch them, like if I'm going to see New Girl, uh-huh. I see New Girl at 8.30 when it comes on. I don't download it or put it away in the... Oh, so you don't you don't DVR? Yeah, something. yeah. And so my daughter will come home from college, and then she'll have stack of Reba's and a stack of uh, well, she liked that um, uh, Mindy Kaling show that, oh. that escapes me, but she liked that show. Mindy uh, Project. Is yeah, yeah, and SNL and uh, New Girl. She, she, those are, and then she watches them when she wants to watch them. What do you mean a stack of them? Like she. She, yeah, she'll kind of binge watch. She'll just stack up like 10 episodes and watch oh, them Oh, and a DVR. No. Yeah, so she's... Okay. I she's, thought you meant she had like DVDs or something. No, no. She'll 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 have it like recorded. And so she'll... Like a monkey, she stares into her phone and then stares into her computer and then she's watching the TV at the same time like a little mush head on angel oh, dust. Yeah. God. Yeah. And then we pay all this money for her to go to USC and what just she so she can do that. Theater. Really? Thank goodness. Something really... Are you uh, cool with that? I didn't have any choice as a comic. What the hell could I right, say? Exactly. You know? No, you should be a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, believe me, I was like, well, you should get a minor in film or something. Like, I was trying to steer her a certain way, but she's good at it. And here's the worst part she doesn't want to be a comedic actress, she wants to be a dramatic actress. Oh, that's great. I'm like, what are you, nuts? <laughs> You're going to fucking starve. No, I won't. Mom has a 401k, and then, blah, blah, blah. oh, that's true. Oh, you think there's more work for comedic actresses? Yeah, I think so. Well, I just I think she has good comedic chops too. I think she would be good. That's weird because she has a, seems to have a strong interest in comedy. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, she has a strong interest in it, but she doesn't like she likes sketch, but she has no desire to to try to do stand up or put together you know material for. Her. I don't respect your daughter then. She doesn't want to do stand up. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> um, so are you guys having fun here in New York? You take her yeah. some, get some good food or something. Well, her mom. And her, they do. They oh, have she's an out agenda. here with us. With yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. So I came out Tuesday, and then her mom and her, they came out uh, yesterday. Where are you staying? You don't have to tell me the name. Oh, that's okay. Over at the um, uh, Waldorf Astoria. Seriously? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. Hotel, right? What was the name of that place where the uh, little princess girl lived? The Plaza. Was oh, that? probably the Plaza. Is yeah. that the one that got torn down? Or yeah, whatever? and it's sort of. I, I don't know if it's still called the Plaza or the. Did I call it the Plaza? The Plaza. The, now, now I'm thinking about it too much. But yeah. Sometimes I get, we stayed at the Waldorf uh-huh. um, like a few years ago. And uh, I'm I'm, the, I'm a little frugal, seriously. Yeah? I'm not proud of it, but I'm a little bit frugal. And so. Well, New York hotels. Yeah, and I hate getting nickel and dimed on stuff, right? While you're trying to nickel and dime someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll try to get over. I don't like people getting over on me. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, were at the, we were staying at the Waldorf, right? It was on uh, uh, uh my wife's her, on her company uh, dime, uh-huh. right? So staying at the Waldorf, and uh, Piaka wanted extra pickles for her sandwich, right? Uh huh. And so afterwards, I go over the check, and uh, and I see sixteen dollars for pickles, right? But then I go back and I go, "Excuse me," and I I, go, I don't mean to make a fuss. I said, "But uh, this seems a little exorbitant, you know, sixteen dollars for extra pickles." And they said, "No, that." If you if you read it, that, that's the Cabernet your wife ordered. She ordered a classic <laughs> Cabernet, <laughs> and I thought they were jacking us with pickles. That's, yeah. that would, but I, you know, it looked, did, I don't know why it looked like. Yeah, I was gonna say, was that the name of the wine? Was yeah. It <laughs> yeah I Can I get a glass of the pickles Cabernet, please? Yeah. Pickles. 
Wow. That's, it a, I think it had a P in that's it. That's a funny story. And it had like a French. <laughs> Tell that on stage, Bill? No, no. Yeah. You got a new, you got a new it just reminded seconds. me. Of, <laughs> I got a new closer. Where, uh, but, where are you doing? So we met in, then we saw each other in San Francisco. Then I saw you. Well, I saw you at Buster Keaton's Happy Hour. Uh, oh, we did that together? The, the VH1 thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a show, I'm going to tell the people at home, called Buster's Happy Hour, hosted by David Johansson, doing his alter ego, Buster yeah, Dexter, yeah. which was like a croony lounge singer guy. And he was from, uh, what was that band? He was from the New York Dolls. The Dolls, that's right. That's right. The early Dolls. That is the show. Yeah, David Johansson's New York Dolls, yeah. And he had this lounge act, kind of, and he hosted the show where basically, didn't everyone pretty much bomb on that show? Yeah, the audience was horrible. Of course it was in a horrible venue. It was uh, in L.A. somewhere. Yeah, but it just wasn't conducive. and But, you know, the check cleared. You know, it was one of those gigs where I think everyone... Remember, when, like, you could do one a month. You could do Caroline's. Yeah, there was a lot of those the improv, cable shows. You know, then like, coming oh, on the road. TV. I'm doing yeah. TV, yeah. VH1 stand-up. I mean, it just went on. A-list. I yeah. mean, it all just went on and on. You you could do one a month. Caroline's, right? Yeah. That's why I met Atel and uh, Louis C.K. was uh, Caroline's. I think they were writing on it. They were both like young writers yeah. at the time, which I didn't know they used writers. That's when Richard Jenny, may he rest in peace, he was right. hosting it. Did, um, yeah, what else was about that show? There was something different about it, though. Did you, did we, it wasn't, you didn't just do stand up. I feel like there was something else. Like they had, wanted you guys to run sketches and stuff? I don't know. I just feel like, or maybe that just that it was hosted by him made it different. But I do remember everyone pretty much had a rough time on that show. Yeah, and he was kind of all over the map. I'd sort of be curious to see my appearance on there. Well, you you know you have a tendency on stage even when you're not doing well to still look poised. Really? Yeah, which is a lot. That's a you always look poised. That's a, that's a beautiful backhanded no, compliment. You <laughs> hey, you were really poised up there. Oh, that's what I was going for. Poise. I was trying to kill even them. Even with no laughs, you were killing you it. Are, you, are, you were like the, you're poised. You were like point. Miss America, except that's not what you're going for. Wow. Wow. Um. So where do you so you live in the LA now? Yeah, but you live in San Francisco for how long? I would I would go to um, well at the time you know uh, property was I mean uh, you know wasn't ridiculously expensive, so San Francisco I'd go there for just like initially I I, I would go um, for about I went I lived there for three months uh-huh. I lost my driver's license for a DUI. Or a wet reckless, which is basically a DUI. So, a wet reckless? Yeah, that's what they would call it. But you would still lose your license because I did this thing where I refused to test. So even though the that part got um, uh, sort of uh, suspended or whatever it was, the DMV pulled my license for a year. So in Southern California, it's hard to live without a, a car. So at that work, I live without a car, and I'm a comic, you know, budding comic. And so at the San Francisco, they have a good scene. So I went up there for a while, and... Even though I didn't stay there, I got roots. And so um, then Jeff Wills would book me like he, he, uh, book me like crazy. There was a room in Walnut Creek. Uh-huh. And, and, I never did that. Yeah, Sacramento and San Francisco. So he would give me like six weeks a year uh, at, to feature at the time. And then I would do Cobbs like two weeks a year. So I would be up there a lot. So you did yeah. San Francisco. But, you know, at the time you could do you could like go to San Francisco and New York in Los Angeles, and it wasn't that expensive. Like, I'd come to New York, and I had an apartment, like, for about three years in the 90s that was, um, it was in East Village, but we paid 900 a month, and it was uh, a one-bedroom with a living room and a loft. So um, myself, uh, another comic, and then uh, just a, a regular gal, um, we would pay, it was only 300 each, you know, so... 
uh, I would pay the three hundred even when I wasn't there because uh-huh. it wasn't that much like to sustain. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that much to sustain it. And I'd be in New York every other month. Like it, like I would say, like probably ninety two to about ninety five. I was in New York a lot just to do stand up. Yeah, yeah, and because in New York you can make a living just running from club to club, uh, doing sets. You could actually pay your rent. I mean, you you know, ideally you want to leave at least one week out of the month to, to make you know a big chunk. Mm-hmm. But you could do three like I wasn't used to doing three sets in one night. You know, in, in Los Angeles you had to pick a club, so you'd have Comedy Store or the Improv. Was that logistically or because they wouldn't let you work the other? Because they wouldn't let you seriously. Yeah, there was it's animosity. Not like that it's no, no, it's not like that anymore at all. But but Mitzi and Bud Friedman had animosity towards each yeah. other at the time. And so Jamie Masada from the Laugh Factory, he was neutral ground. And, and I think Igby's was still around. So, you know, so Los Angeles Improv was my home club. I'd, I'd rarely play the Laugh Factory, never played the comedy store. And so to come to New York and all of a sudden, you know, you'd be at the comic strip and somebody might call from Boston Comedy Club or Stand Up New York. Uh-huh. Hey, what comics do you have over there? Uh, you have anyone that can come over? Like they had this kind of open, uh, it was great. It was right. kind of coexistence. You didn't have that in Los Angeles back then. So why didn't you stay here? The um, This girl I was dating trapped me. She put bear traps around the bed. And then she uh, uh, had a baby. Oh, you're talking about we're, we're full circle then? Yeah, yeah. That's a different baby. No, that same one. No, no, I just have one. Okay. I thought you had this happen again. No, I just like, have one. I just have I'm one. I'm starting to think, all right, I'm not believing these. No, no, I just have one. And uh, no, but that's, that's what curtailed it. Also, all of a sudden, like about uh, 96, I'd say. Um, I'd spend less and less time. Uh, also, I had friends that were getting married, other stuff. You know, Geraldo, the, uh, yeah. the late, great Geraldo, he started having his first uh, child. and st- So um, places to stay in New York were, di- were, were you know, kind of, dis- that was dissipating the options. But uh, on top of that, everyone was kind of getting married off, a lot of them. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I think even Louis had just gotten married and yeah. uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. And it, it just changed the dynamic. Because I, mean, I remember going after the comic strip, We'd go to Mark Maron's pad, right? And I mean, I didn't know what the hell they were doing because these guys were kind of uh, techies a little bit. But like him, David Cross, Louis, uh, Maron would be there. There might be some some people smoking pot, hard to say. But they would play these video games, which I guess would be in their infancy now. But I didn't understand what they were doing. But dude, they would just be playing them for like two, three hours straight. Really? Yeah, and Bonnie McFarlane would be there, and everyone was just kind of. Like that was great, and then then of course that changed when people started getting like serious about their relationships and their careers. So then you moved to LA. Then. Yeah, then I stayed in LA uh, for the most part, and uh, unless I was doing a Conan spot, then I'd fly in and do that. So you've you've done Conan a, a number of times, right? eight times. Eight, that's yeah. good. Yeah, well, I know you've done a lot more because I came out of Stand no. Up New York one time. I was running my and set, was... and this is what you said. This oh, was exactly, I don't think I said. You could, Gene. What what uh, set is this of yours? I think it was my sixth set. And you went eleven, like that. I don't think so. You went eleven, like that. that That's what you said. You're making that up. (laughs) (laughs) Never in a million years. If I said that, it would be joking. You had done eleven. You telling me that's a true story? Okay. Well, then I was joking. Yeah. No, you were serious. I mean, it probably was eleven. It probably was more than you, but I was probably. And then I walked away with my head down. Did you? uh, When's the last time you did a TV set? A year ago, I did uh, one with Ron White on. he does this thing for the troops, uh-huh. and so it's on uh, country music television. Really, shot that in Vegas. Yeah, have you done a special? Uh, well, I did two. Well, I did two specials on Comedy Central. What the half hours? Uh, a half hour. One was um, 
with Paul Rodriguez and a couple other comics. That was a different type of special. Uh-huh. So it was like we each did 15 minutes. And then I did a half-hour special on some uh, Hispanic, uh, English-speaking Hispanic network. Uh, and then I shot a special on my own, but I didn't know what I was doing, so uh-huh. it's it's gone nowhere. Like, I shot it a long time ago. I shot it like six years ago. What are we going to do about this? Nothing. It just sits there. Oh, you know, know what happened? What? There was no uh, audio. The audio... <laughs> Audio is key. I found out that's a big glitch. That's a big. Uh, that's a, that would be what they call a roadblock. Yeah. Right. Um, so, did you ever tour much? Yeah, I used to work two weeks a month. I still do two weeks a month. Do you really? Yeah. So I go to Lake Tahoe next week. I'll headline uh, the Improv there at Harvey's. I've never been to Lake oh, Tahoe. Oh, it's great. So I'll do seven shows, seven or eight shows, which is great. I just dropped an album. I dropped an album called Rude Crude Chicano Dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's on uh, All Things Comedy. Okay. Well, uh, you Bill Burr and Al Madrigal's we'll do a uh, label. Mid show plug. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Burr's got a pl- uh, label. Yeah, him and uh, Al Madrigal shared this label called All Things Comedy. Oh, I thought that was just a podcast network. No, yeah, it's podcasts, uh, albums, and uh, uh, skateboard equipment. Seriously? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. How many times have you said something where I'm like, really? (laughs) It almost seems relevant. It It almost seems believable. It was a a solid, uh, you burned me. Let me ask you a question. You've you've, uh, dropped albums, right? Yeah. You were an album dropper? Yeah. I don't know how it works. Like, okay, so they put me on iTunes, right, and Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how to collect the funds or the revenue. Well, I don't know anything it, about well, it. Well, I'll tell you one thing you need to do. I'm sure they told you this, is you have to sign up for Sound Exchange, which will pay you for if you get on Sirius Radio. There's okay. actually good money you can be making. I think I'm already on Sound Exchange. Okay. So that'll just, that'll or, just audit. Yeah, 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 I do. Not big ones, but okay. I get some. I get ones for like millions. Okay, I could see it. But uh, I mean, then they just, I guess whatever your deal is with the record company, they sort of trust them to cut you a check for royalties. Oh, okay. But one thing you should do is not sign and then ask me on a podcast. Whether, <laughs> what that, what I should how do the next? deal works, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are all questions you ask and then you sign the contract. Well, I, I did just uh, one album before about... <laughs> About uh, five years ago, I did an album, right? Chicano to the Bone, right? Uh And so uh, that one, where I screwed up, I went through uh, Disc Makers, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess they own CD Baby now and some other stuff. Uh So anyways, uh, the guy asked me, I didn't know what tracks were, right? Which is ridiculous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I grew up in the 8-track era, kind of, you know? Right. But even then, I didn't know what tracks were. When they said 8-track, I didn't know that meant meant 8 songs. Yeah. So the guy's like, well, you want to track it? I go, I don't need to track it. I go, look, it's a, it's a stand-up set. Just record the 44 minutes, and I'll delete, you know, because I, I like doing 44, 45 max. Yeah. You know, I don't like doing hour longs. And so uh, I said, just, and so a few people that had bought it, they go, dude, what kind of ghetto CD was that? I try to listen to one of your bits, one of your my favorite bits of yours, but when I go to go back, like, because I titled them, uh-huh. like, I titled, like, 12 tracks, but there are no tracks. Like, it just goes to the beginning of the album yeah. every time you uh, push. Uh, yeah, that's, that's annoying. <laughs> so that was my first album, Endeavors. This is my second one. Yeah. So Then you've learned about tracks. Well, now I know, I, I know about it. How many albums have you done? Well, I've done four albums, but then I can say, you know what, five albums, because my crowd work tour special, they okay. release the audio. So let's... If we count that, that's five. And did you have uh, vinyl with any of your albums? No, I didn't. I kind of want to. Yeah, I think I'm going to do vinyl with this one. Uh, Where with... are you going to sell? You can sell them on the road? Uh, yeah, why not? I'll sell them after my shows. I mean, you know, it, the the cost 
per album is about five dollars. So it's double what a CD is, you know, if not more, you probably. You probably sell for, what, 15 or something? Uh, I'll sell them for 20 bucks. But, you know, you're getting a big cover, yeah. and, you know, so it's graphic art, and yeah. people like the keepsake of it. And, you know, vinyl now, is on, it's come full circle. So, like, you know, you, when you see someone on Fallon or any of the late-night shows uh, or Conan uh, promoting uh, a comedy they don't really promote comedy CDs. They promote, old, like, an old-fashioned albums, right. like Carlin would hold up on Carson. Yeah. Which I like. I it like definitely that. looks better to do that. Yeah, but you have to have a turn. Do you have a turntable? I do, but it's it's something. It buzzes. If any of the readers at home, the listeners at home, I think it has something to do with the preamp that it's hooked up with. But what about the readers? Do you think they could help? The you? readers, people who read my my <laughs> journal, who read your podcast, who read my pod, <laughs> podcast readers at home. If you're reading now, um, where were you born? Uh, I was born in the city of Angels in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, I was born in East LA. I, I didn't grow up in East L.A., but I was born in East L.A. I grew up in the suburbs of East L.A. My, both my parents were born in East L.A. In, in the 30s. Holy shit. Yeah, my family's been in Los Angeles like for over 100 years. We're like older Mexican-American family that's been there for a very long time. Do you go to Mexico very often? Uh, no, because most I've of my family- I've never been to Mexico. They're all dead. Okay. Well, except my grandfather, Jesus, his brother was a Monsignor in Mexico, so he, uh, I never visited him when I was a child because it was just different. Uh, but uh, I've been to Acapulco- Rosarito, uh, Tijuana. Uh, I think that's it. I thought it was somewhere else. Yeah, a couple other places, but I don't have a good command of uh, Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. My parents' parents are from, I think, Michoacan in uh, uh, Sonora. Okay. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, like, oh, my grandmother's like Louis C.K. My grandmother uh, has dual citizenship. I, don't, I was there was a perfect jab I could have said there. But. Oh. <laughs> oh, so she's a hack. <laughs> I'm joking. She's a crowd pleaser. She's a crowd pleasing hack. <laughs> no, she. Uh, my my grandmother was born with dual citizenship, so she was born uh, an American traveling abroad. They called it because her father was a mining engineer from uh, Chicago, uh, but that was like. Uh, the only like difference. There. So you don't have like you're not like I. I have no roots there anymore. I mean, I have I have I do have cousins. They were kind of our well-to-do cousins. They they live in Cancun. Um, Is that uh, how you say that, Cancun? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Is it a you? You're. I would Cancun. Cancun. Cancunies. Teen Pampa. Cancun. I don't know what it's some a Cancun. I think right. Um, I think so. So they live there. So sure. yeah, I have them, uh, but that's about it. Do you take vacations other than New York? Yeah, when when my wife and I split up a few years ago on our fourth split up, uh -huh. <laughs> she had a deal with uh, doing America's Next Top Model in uh, Peru, right? Uh -huh. A young producer wanted to do it. That, that show, believe it or not, as uh, vapid as some people might think it is, it's very successful and it's in 50 different countries. So a young producer from Peru, he wanted to do uh, America's Next Top Model there. Uh, and it's monopolized in some of these countries, so it's hard as a new producer to break through. But but this guy was really hungry, and he was kind, and so uh, uh, Roxanne gave him a, a shot, and uh, we went to uh, uh, whatever that big city Lima. is. Lima. Lima, thank you. And then we went to Cusco, and we went to uh, Machu Picchu. Wow. Yeah, and I smoked weed up in Machu Picchu. Um, I took a bunch of rocks and other artifacts with me, and later on, I was surfing, and I had a horrible accident. What happened? I feel like you're setting me up to go, what happened? It, it was from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> What's that? No, I didn't. It was, 
You didn't see the Raider Bunch when they went to Hawaii? Someone stole an artifact, and then they all had a bad luck. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I probably saw that episode, but uh, it was a while ago. Uh, at any event, so no, I didn't steal anything. Uh, but uh, Machu Picchu was beautiful. And then shortly after we left, they changed it a little bit because people started to uh, uh, desecrate it. You know, the, the tourists would come and uh -huh. chip away at stuff and do stupid, stupid crap. One, one guy recently, this was in the news, I swear, and this was legit. He was going to take a photo in a spot that is forbidden. That uh -huh. You're not supposed to do it. And sure enough, he perished. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It's like so. You know, were you? Or is did you steal these artifacts? I didn't steal any artifacts. You know, I took a rock. I swear, I just took a rock because okay. I have a garden in my house, in my townhouse, and I tend to my garden. And I, and sometimes when I'm in other places, I'll take a rock. Honestly, what's a townhouse in L.A.? Because I know what it is here. Um, it's so, attached, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we have like who's we? Uh, that would be my wife and I. This is the townhouse we own, right? You still live with your wife? I live in Lakewood. I live in a house with two other guys. Okay. Yeah, and believe me, there's nothing like being almost fifty and having two roommates. Seriously, it's awesome. <laughs> if you like lack of privacy, oh you'll love having roommates. Oh my god. So it's yeah. So one guy's thirty, and the other guy's like twenty-eight. They're brothers. They're good guys. Uh, that's where the podcast studio we're putting up is because we have a pool house and there's a pool. It's, it's a nice pad. It's a three-bedroom so. Uh, the townhouse is essentially, it's let's say it's one building, and there's two units up front, upstairs, downstairs, and there's two units in back, uh, upstairs, downstairs. So in each building, there'd be four two-story units. They call that a townhouse? Yeah. It just sounds like a small apartment complex. Uh, well, there's like there's like 10 of them in the complex. So you'd have, you know, uh, and they're, they're um, what's the Cape Cod style uh, design. Okay. Yeah. But, but it's nice. You know, it's like 1,400 square feet. It's That's not, good. It's not a small, you know. I mean, it's not huge. It's by, more than what I have By here. Southern California standards. But it's also by the beach. It's still beach. It's not. I don't live in LA proper. Really? Yeah, because I wanted Bianca to go to schools that we didn't have to pay for. So oh, they had stellar oh, okay. schools back there. To, back to the frugal thing. Yeah. And so the, so I wanted stellar schools without paying for it. My, my Catholicism uh, isn't as strong as it once was. And I knew her mom was a, uh, had her go to Catholic school. And so I said, why don't, you, why don't we move back in together? She'll go to school here. And it's a great public school system. And you'll just have to drive 48 minutes into work every day. And I'll drive 20 because I won't hit any traffic. She said, that, that'll be fine. So we bought the place. And then we bought one small rental. And we're, we're kind of, you know, I never thought I'd be okay. I never, I never thought about retirement. Uh -huh. But, uh, like, I think I'm going to be okay in retirement, but I have to be nice to her mom because otherwise it could get vicious during the divorce proceedings. Are you getting divorced? I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. Wow. Seriously, I really don't know. All right. But I do know this. We've agreed on, on this part, uh, that Bianca will finish college before we do anything like that. Because if we, if we both start digging in our heels, it can get costly. So we'll wait oh. to, to do all the paperwork. You know, wow. we, don't, we don't care. It's, it's like a lot of that stuff now... As I as we've gotten older, you know, it's just um, it's it's just stupid. It's just these sort of formalities that uh -huh. have nothing to do with the actual relationship, but oh, you do man. it anyway. You guys ever go to couples counseling? Yeah, yeah, we went to couples counseling. Uh, I won eight out of the first nine sessions. <laughs> Did you really go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every time we'd go, I would walk out and go, "I won that one." Right? <laughs> yeah. And by the like six sessions, she told the counselor that I would say that. And then I got in trouble with the marriage counselor. She goes, Well, is there not? And I was just 
you know, you're I was joking. Just, yeah, I was just screwing around. And then the, the, the Roxanne says the marriage counselor, every time we leave here, he says he won. And, and then she's like, okay, you know what? That's not how it works. And I know that's not how it works, yeah. but I just wanted to be obnoxious. Plus, our marriage counselor was divorced. I'm like, how much fucking knowledge oh, are you really? going to give me if you yourself... Are, is it say, okay to say bad yeah, words? Yes. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck are you divorced, but you're going to drop knowledge on us? Right. Like, I, I don't know that I subscribe to anything that you do because you yourself are unsuccessful in relationships. But I don't think marriage counselors are designed if i'm tell me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. to save relationships um they, aren't they there to let you realize what you're in for and whether it's a good idea oh no this is not this is post marriage not prior okay you mean uh, they do have like because we're catholic uh we are supposed to have a thing with the priest yeah um which i didn't uh roxanne did roxanne had a meeting with the priest about bianca being baptized and the priest asked her um, if we were married, and she said no. And he said, um, is there any way to fix that before the baptism? And she said no. And I said, you should have asked him if there's any way to stop the non-distribution of birth control in third world countries by the baptism, and we would have been fucking square. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but then we baptized her, and everything was really? okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay. We didn't get married, but. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one thing that has made this relationship last, honestly, even though I know we've broken up, you know, a handful of times over 22 years, uh -huh. but I'll tell you why it's, we keep, keep resurfacing or keep somehow, you know, uh, prevailing a bit. Uh, she doesn't get jealous. You know, Roxanne is not the jealous type and that's huge. I know so many couples where, that can be such an issue. That right. can be such a deal breaker. You know, she doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't do stupid shit either. I don't like cheat on her. I don't do anything inappropriate. I'm not trying to, you know, have sex with her friends or anything. I wouldn't anyways, because they're all old and decrepit. <laughs> but they're, they're her friend's daughters. <laughs> I just, oh my God. No, I wouldn't. Oh my Again. God. Are you going to be a cool dude when you're, when you're, uh, Bianca brings home some sort of date? She's dating a guy right now. Yeah. A black guy. Yeah. A Nigerian. Uh-huh. And so she had said, uh, she had told me before, just kidding. She goes, uh, I want a black boyfriend. I said, well, you can't just objectify people like that from yeah. their ethnicity like he's some novelty. Right. right. And then she was just joking. She said, well, I just want a nice fucking cock to just do me justice. Right? Did she really say that? No, but something like that. And, oh, God. You know, I'm paraphrasing. But she said something similar to that. And I thought, she said something to shock me, you know, because yeah. she does that. No, she thinks that's funny. So she'll say, she'll say shocking things. Really? We have that sensibility. Her oh, mom God. gets very upset. But, but Bianca will say really inappropriate shit, uh, trying to get a rise out of me. Uh, but anyway, so she started dating this guy. And uh, first she was dating this Mexican-American guy, and that made Dad very happy. Right. I was very happy about that. He had graduated from the University of San Francisco. He's a smart guy. I met him. He was very gracious. But then this guy, um, I don't know him very well, but um, they've been dating for like two months. You know, it's kind of weird when you're a father because a lot of time that cliche where they say you're going to answer the door with a shotgun, Yeah, it, it goes the other way too. Like you don't want your daughter staying home because she wasn't asked to the dance. Like, like that's a sad thing to see. Right. So in actuality, you kind of wish them well and – 
in those uh, endeavors, those romantic endeavors. Was he a nice guy? Or is he a nice guy? I haven't met him yet. Oh, you haven't met him? Yeah, which makes it even worse. Because she's apprehensive. Um, I don't know if they're official boyfriend and girlfriend or not, uh-huh. but uh, he's only like a few months older than her. He goes to SC as well. So, I mean, he, I bet uh, he's a good guy. I think he might be a good guy, but here's what kicked my ass. She told me he had like uh, 15 IMDB credits. Really? Yeah. And I go, really? I go, right. Uh, and then she asked me how many I had, so I had to lie. And I go, I don't know, about 80, 90. You know, so I don't know how many I got. I probably got half a dozen, maybe a dozen. This would be a perfect time for me to know exactly how many I have. How many do you have? I don't know. I haven't checked. But uh, have a a more than a hundred? Maybe. You don't want to be a sitcom star? No. What about a talk show host? No. If you could pick a show right now, right? Uh huh. You get to approve all the writing and everything. What type of show that would go to broadcast television would you have? Oh, a sort of a dark comedy. Oh, so like a like a dramedy kind of thing? Well, not a not a dramedy, but just a, a high quality comedy. A half hour. It's all over for me. I had a good run. Uh, you do a half hour? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean you've had a good run? I don't know, man. I'm, what? I'm depressed, man. You shouldn't be. You know what I do? I drink. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it makes you more depressed because when you come down. <laughs> um, Gene, we have to wrap things up because you're a little late, and I have some shit. Oh, to a do. thousand pardons. Do you? Do you uh, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, Crude Rude Chicano Dude on all things comedy. Okay. Yeah. What about some tour dates? Your uh, tour dates, I looked at your website. You didn't even have them listed. No. My website's like half-assed. Everything's half-assed. I'm, I'm, I'm technologically inept. Well, you can find someone to make you a website. I know. I got to finish that website. So I had someone do it. He did it halfway, and then I didn't finish it. I mean, I should have my shirts on my website. I should have uh, both albums on the website now. Yeah. That's, that's my goal for 2017. I'm going to get all that... Like up to snuff, above board, like I should, like a responsible young man, and not. And I mean, because what happens is you get happy, and it ruins everything. Like, really? I'm like oh, when does that happen? Well, like you know, like if I have two weeks a month on the road and I have great shows, then I'm happy, and so I don't desire much more as long as the child's healthy, you know. Where yeah. So I lose my hunger. Where are you, where do you have some shows coming up? Well, I got Tahoe at the Improv for a week, and then uh, Levity Live in oh, that's right near uh, Oxnard. Oxnard. Look at our new one, yeah, oh, okay. on Southern California. So that's in January. So uh, I have nothing for New Year's. You work in New Year's? I'm working the Comedy Cellar. Are you going to be on at midnight and bring no, it in? No, no, no. No, people are not going to. Why, too high energy? You're too I'm high too, energy? Uh, I'm too. I Controversial? I compete with the noisemakers. Uh-huh. Like I drown them out. <laughs> thanks for being here, Gene. Thanks home for home. having me. And people at home, thanks very much. See you le- next, next, next week. Bye. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.